Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Unless I'm actually going to be, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. Just about missed it. Oh. There it is. But unless I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> unless I get a gift card, then I might, I might spend four bucks on a drink. Yeah. If I'm paying for it or if the church is paying for it or something, then it's, I always get the $2 one. Right. Well, and, and that's the ridiculous thing about, you know, today's coffee, uh, explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why? Why? Why do these blended, you know, drinks or whatever need to cost? Why? You know, why do they need to cost like four dollars and fifty cents? Yeah. I, well, it's because they have like twelve people working there, and you know. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of overhead costs. Yeah. I understand that. They, yeah, it's not like the the coffee shops back from the days of yore, <laughs> you know, where they just had like one person in there pouring a cup of coffee, yeah, you know, <laughs> or whatever. But just trying um, to scrape out a living. Yeah. These days, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's all commercialized, isn't but it? But what I told them was, you know, because they kept raising their prices on even just the regular coffee. Wow. So, like, I used to get the Vente size of just a regular coffee, and it was $2. Yeah. And then they raised their prices, and now the Grande is $2. And I, I wow. said, you know what you're doing is you're weaning me off of my addiction to Starbucks coffee. Uh. So... So if you want me to stop coming in, if you want me to not it's have working. this craving to come to Starbucks, you're doing a great job. But otherwise, you know, you might want to consider keeping your prices you know, the I same for a while. That, that to me is the greatest marketing strategy of all time. You find um, a legal addictive chemical like um, caffeine, mm-hmm. you know, which, which nicotine. is nicotine. Com- yeah, yeah, nicotine, caffeine. You, you, you find heard it here s- first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Kevin is supporting nicotine. No, no, you said it. I disagreed <laughs> with you. No, no, but you know, no, you said it's the greatest marketing of all time. Right, I was saying caffeine, um, <laughs> but sure, nicotine. Why not? Because here you have a legal. There's nothing illegal about it. It's it's a legal substance, and you put it in your product, and it forces people to want to always come back. It, and I'm being sarcastic here because how could that even be legal? I mean, how how could that be okay for anyone? That's a good question. Like, how how can anyone say any sort of Food and Drug Administration, any sort of U.S. Surgeon General, how can anyone say to themselves, "Hey, put in a chemical that will"? All right, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We're back, but anyway, we're back. We're, we were talking about coffee because a week ago today was my seven-year anniversary. Which means that today... Today is my seven-year anniversary yes. because we got married a week apart. Yeah, so so that's why we're talking about coffee because Kevin was talking about you know things he can do for, for, Melanie. His, for his wife. Melanie, Melanie loves coffee and, you know, 
So you get her a little Starbucks card, and and that that's just great. She loves that. Me, I'm not so much into the the Starbucks or coffee in general. Mm-hmm. Partly because it's overpriced. Partly because I don't like the idea of putting uh, addictive chemicals inside my body. Um, but also partly, I just don't like the taste. How do you know pizza doesn't have addictive chemicals in it? Well, if it does, and sign me up, baby. I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm I'm full on addicted. <laughs> I love pizza. So, uh, so yeah, so there's there's a little bit of personal news from Kevin, and since we're talking personal news, might as well just go on the air. Are you are you gonna do it? Might as well. Are you gonna share it? I'm going to. Here we go, folks. Get ready. So, uh, drum roll. If if you have been listening for a year or more, then you know that about a year, a little over a year ago, my wife had a miscarriage, mm. but um, my wife is now pregnant. She's yeah! seventeen and a half. Almost eighteen weeks pregnant. Yay! So. Where, where's the uh, cheers and applause? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, oh no! Nope. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, the crowd. Yeah, it's they the gets the stadium. Cheer. Stadium cheer. Yes. So. Uh, and the crowd goes wild because David and Becky are pregnant. That's right. So, so we're happy about that. We're thrilled about very, that. Actually, yeah, no, very exciting, and I'm excited for you. Thank you. Because uh, that's really cool. It's yeah. cool to, you know, in eighteen weeks along now. So you in in a, what a couple more weeks you're gonna. Do an ultrasound, find out the gender. Yeah, like three, three weeks, three, four weeks, something like that. What do you think? I it don't is? want to find out what the gender oh. is. I want it to be a surprise. What does Becky want? She wants to find out. Ah, uh, so, <laughs> so so we're gonna, gonna find, find out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she's doing all the work. So, yeah, so basically, you know. <laughs> you're gonna find out because yeah, at that point, whatever the whatever the mom, whatever the wife wants, kind of goes. Yeah, well, we've got a four year old girl and two year old boy, so we've got all the stuff we need for a girl and a boy. That's awesome. So you know, I was Either like, way. let's just let's just let's be surprised. Let's just find out when it happens. And but she wants to. You know, decorate the nursery and, and yeah. paint and make sure we have everything lined up and all that stuff. So we're going to find out. Well, there it is. But um, do, you, do you have an, an inkling of what it will be? Do you have like a feeling? No. No? I reserve all those comments. Ah. Uh, I don't even tell Becky. Playing the cards I just don't. I just don't think chest. about it, actually. You know, once once we're pretty sure via the ultrasound, then, then I'll start you know, being a little more confident, but, <laughs> but you know, there's just no way to know. See with, with both of our girls, I, I felt, I had this feeling both times. I'm like, I think it's a girl. And, and, and I actually wanted girls, um, you know, with, with Callie, I, I, I really, I always wanted a girl. So did Melanie. And with our second daughter with Haley, I was hoping for a girl because we had all the girl stuff already. And I didn't want to go out and buy a bunch of new boy stuff. I was like, I was like, this is gonna be great. We have all the pink stuff, we have all the pink clothes, and and we have all the cute pink bows and everything, and and we have all the pink decorations. Let's just have another girl, and it worked out great. There you go. So thank you, Haley. So, so for you being can a girl. you can plan right. Some well, fifty <laughs> fifty. I don't know. I mean, it's you not know, really in our hands. Is yeah, it? we we were kind of playing the odds on that one. So anyway, there's there's the personal news. But hey, I want to get to a segment we haven't done in a little while. Here we go. But uh, here it is. All right, the there bands. you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming up on another, oh. another. Another edition of Slam yes. the Band. So um, we haven't done this in a little while. I get all these, by the way, from one guy. His name is Mick Shrimpton. He's on Twitter. Warning, warning, warning. warning. He's not he's it's a secular 
guy. <laughs> so not not everything on there is uh, so you is use fit. some caution and discretion. Yes, use caution as you're reading it. But hey, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> These are always good. Here we yeah. go. Slam the band. How many how many guitarists does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, probably twenty because they all want to play at the same time. Um, none. Oh. Because they all just complain about how much warmer and lively the old ones were. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. How does a Kenny G concert end? With a saxophone. <laughs> it ends. And slam the band. All right. Uh, we're back. But uh, it ends with a poke, poke. Excuse me, sir. The concert's over. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, that reminds me. You, you seen that movie Office Space with um, Ron yeah, Livingston, mm-hmm, Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston, and, and one of the guy, one of the guys in the movie, his, his name is um, Michael, Michael Bolton, <laughs> and uh, and you know just just that cheesy you know love '90s pop music, and mm-hmm. guys like guys like. I'm not the one with the stupid name, or I'm not the one with the stupid music, you know. I had the name before he did. Why should I change when he's the one that sucks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, here we go. What do you call a guitarist who only knows three chords? Every guitarist in the world. (laughs) No, a music critic. Oh. What what do you call a guitar chord played perfectly in tune? A miracle. Yeah, pure coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's see here. A couple more. How many bases does it take to change a light bulb? Hmm. Four. One for each string. Six. One to change it and five to fight off the lead guitarist who are who are hogging the light. <laughs> I felt like Jay Leno there just ruined, ruined the punchline. Who are hogging the light. No, <laughs> ruined the punchline. Like Leno. Leno does that all the time. I don't know if you ever watch Leno, but he will like and his stand up at the beginning of the show. You could probably you know just throw away you know a quarter of the jokes because he ruins the punchline. He can't get it out straight. What's all up with right. that? Like, isn't he supposed to be like a a brilliant comedic mind? I, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch much Leno. Sorry. No, okay. well, I don't. I don't either. Um, I actually prefer David Letterman. But. Well, you know what? I'll tell you. This is a little off the subject here, but um, what what little late night I do watch now, I exclusively watch Letterman just because of what Leno did with the whole NBC thing and and the Conan thing. And I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm like, dude, it just seems pretty lame, you know, mm-hmm. to to have a show and then give it to Conan and then like take it back. Yeah, that seems lame. Yeah, it wasn't really his choice because his his show was getting canned. So what's he going to do? Say no because they were going to can Conan anyway. So mm-hmm. why not take it back? But you know, it's still it's still it's ishy. Yeah. All right. The difference. Let's see. What's the difference between a drummer warming up before a show and shoes in a dryer? <laughs> the shoes in the dryer are more rhythmic. <laughs> nothing. There's no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Okay. See, I got to find a couple more. Um. Mommy, I want to be a drummer when I grow up. Sorry, Johnny, you can't do both. <laughs> that took me a second. You can't do both. Yeah. What's the difference between a trombone and a chainsaw? The chainsaw is more harmonic. It's easier to improvise on a chainsaw. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Okay. 
Here we go. Um, Here we go. Yeah. All right. I just got to find one more. Just Where is one it? more. Bring it. Bring okay. it, David. Bring it. <laughs> okay. Wah, I might have used wah. this one before, but it's funny. Um, how do you know if a drummer has been using your computer? Uh, there's stick marks all over it. You find liquid paper all over the monitor. I I don't get it. Oh, out. because they're like dumb. Yeah, that's oh, actually that's like mean. that's like a that's like a, a, a blonde joke. Oh yeah, I that think. yeah, that is a classic blonde. That's mean. All the drummers out there are crying, David. <laughs> they're like, it's not me. Just think, I bet Lee Lee's listening right now. I bet. Yeah, you know, yeah. And Lee's a drummer. How do you he think? Is, he, how do you think Lee feels? I don't know. Wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so anyway. I uh I got this just the other day found it. I was very thrilled to find this. Found it. You ready? Ready. Here we go. That's <laughs> price is right. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. That's great. Yeah, so so anyway, there you go ladies and gentlemen, one more rendition of Slam uh, the Band. Love it. Love it. All right, so I'm going to. Uh, I feel like I'm on Letterman when, like Paul Schaefer, when he does his little things. I love you know? Paul Schaefer. So that's if, great. So if I get compared to Paul Schaefer, that's a big compliment. That to me. is that is okay in your. That book. is okay. So there you have it. Slam, slam, We're getting slam, into the slam, book. Slam the band. Yeah. Slam the band. <laughs> I'm like totally obsessed with this Rubik's Cube now. Oh, Did you shouldn't have said what it is. Oh, sorry. I was going to have you like hold it up to the microphone and see if people could figure it out. So D- David has this Rubik's Cube sitting on this table here and it's been here every every time I've ever come here. There's also a VeggieTales bus. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> just, somebody just some here. random things that have been here for years that haven't moved, I don't think, ever. And, and I just today started picking up this Rubik's Cube and... I'm so frustrated because I can't, I can't get it. And then David told me that the stickers got taken off, so <laughs> I don't think I ever will get it. Nope. It's uh, some youth guys at my last church decided that they it was too hard to do, so they just took all the stickers off. And <laughs> they're like, "This will make it easy." It totally ruined it for life. So yeah, which is actually kind of a bummer because that was my wife's grandfather's Rubik's cube. Oh gosh, are you serious? Yeah. So they like they totally destroyed you know, like uh, a memoir, you know. Oh like just, Man, lesson air, learned: don't put valuable things in your office where kids yeah. will get them. So, anyway, so Kevin's doing Rubik's cubes, and right, uh, and done. we're getting back into the book, chapter ten, page two twelve, not twenty twelve, but two twelve. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Selecting songs for a specific occasion. So we were talking last episode. This is kind of the the one part of the book that um, for you worship leaders that <laughs> this is the one part of the book that actually might uh, excite you. Yeah, if you're not interested in songwriting and you want you know <laughs> you, you want to know about selecting songs and and you're thrown by the title because it says write and select songs for worship and we haven't talked about selecting songs yet. Here you go. Right. So they they give kind of. Um, Eight criteria 
right? Eight criteria for selecting songs. And they talked they talked about at the beginning of the book of the qualities that you strive for in writing songs are the same ones you look for in selecting songs. So th- there's your tie-in, So David. all of these podcasts have not been in vain. There you go. So, if you're not a songwriter, they do still bear significance for yeah, you. Yeah, I think some publisher just made them write that to, to, to help emphasize the uh, subtitle. Yeah. So what do we got here? Num- number one, uh, some factors to consider in planning a worship set. What is the Holy Spirit saying to the congregation right now? And I think that's a point well taken because, you know what, every congregation is in a different place. And, you know, like, you can't you can't just go to your CCOI top 20 list and just pull the top 20 songs and assume that it's going to work for your congregation. Um, yeah, that's very true. You know, because, th- well, God of the City, I don't think that song will work at our church. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll work at your church, but that's like that's like a young, like you know, late teen, early twenties generations kind of a song. No one like our God, greater things yet to come. Yeah, that part in particular. Greater yeah. things still to be done in the city. <laughs> it was that good. Is that your Chris Tomlin impression? Yeah, that's the closest Chris Tomlin I got. <laughs> Oh man, love it. Yes, but um, so yeah, what is the Holy Spirit saying to this congregation right now? That which it's don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of churches, especially kind of in our denomination, like the Holy Spirit is kind of this. It's the mystical spiritual. Yeah, it's like misinterpreted. We don't understand exactly how it works, so we're just going to avoid it altogether. You know, don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit and what um, and what the Holy Spirit is saying to your congregation. Number two, what is the pastor ministering on in this service? That's a good question. What is he? Yeah. yeah so, so it says here, kind of parenthetically, it says, um, you know, some pastors prefer songs to relate thematically. Others feel it's not really important. You just need to have a good worship experience. You know, me personally, I, I like to try to tie in songs that that connect with Mike's message, uh, our pastor's message. Um, I, I like to kind of weave some of that thematical stuff so it becomes a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, other people I know just want to do just good songs. Yeah, and and it depends on what he's talking about. There there sure. are definitely things that do not have songs that go with them. Yeah, and so then you're just going to be banging your head against the wall if you're trying to find a song that goes along with something you know that that doesn't exist. So then then choose you know a good worship experience. But and you know you, you can kind of divide it you know in terms of sets. So if you do like one set and then something and then another set, well your first set could just be all worship and then your second set can focus people in on the theme or whatever the pastor's talking about or you know the first set could or you can wait until after the sermon to to talk you know to do songs that 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 connect with the theme, you know. Right. It doesn't have to be every song. And in fact, I think sometimes if it's every song, it gets a little like Okay, why are you be- you know beating us over the head with this, with this one theme over and over again? Could you know? be, you know. So, it, it, that could happen. So, just you know, use discretion when you're doing it. But there are some themes that are broad enough where you could do all the songs about it, and each song will talk about a different part of that theme, and you'll still be okay. But um, 
So what's the pastor ministering on in this church? Number three, trace. Hey, what's uh, what's three in sign language? Okay. Right there. <laughs> Did you catch that, everyone? Yeah. For for all that everyone that's listening knows, you, you may not know sign language, and we're yeah. just making this up. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> so uh, where are the people in their corporate experience, and what are they ready for now, spiritually mm-hmm. and culturally? Yeah, kind of taking, anticipating where mm-hmm. they're going. Yeah, where they're going, and, and maybe even where they need to go. You know, they may not be ready for a song like God of the City, but they they may need to go in that direction. So maybe that's maybe you start doing that song to start taking them down that road. Number four, uh, this is kind of a broad statement. What songs and in what sequence will best lead the people into an awareness of the presence of God? Um, kind of a broad question. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times you, you gotta just. You gotta, you know, know your church. Like I said, number one, um, what's, you know, what's the Holy Spirit saying to the congregation? But then also, I think sometimes you gotta just try it and don't be afraid to fail. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've tried songs at Laurelwood that just don't work, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, well, all right. I've tried a lot of songs over my my career, yeah, that have not worked. But but you know, sometimes they do, mm-hmm. and you just, yeah, you just keep at it. Well, I like this this line, choose songs that move progressively through the gates, into the courts, and then into the throne room. You know, I don't think necessarily, I don't think in those terms, but but it's good to think in the idea of getting, you know, picking people up at the very beginning of the service and then taking them deeper into worship. You know, so doing something that's going to grab the people right off the bat and then and then using other songs to kind of pull them deeper and deeper right, into right. the worship experience. Five, consider using at least one great hymn of high praise. Then select worship songs that relate to its theme, um, which I I actually do that a lot. I I um, you know I I typically will do uh, a hymn or two. Um, just you know I like hymns and the 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 DNA the structure of our church is that which um, there's enough people who appreciate those hymns uh, that is meaningful for them that it helps them engage in worship and you know and I like hymns mm-hmm. so. I like I like a lot of hymns. There are some hymns I do not like. Right? No, I I, I don't like all <laughs> hymns. Make, make sure you under yeah hear, hear me correctly on that. All right, number six. Know where you're aiming, but be ready to change as the spirit leads. Yes, that's actually a lot more difficult than just that sentence. Right? <laughs> because you know, I don't know about your band, but you know, I have yet to be with with a full band of people that are ready to do that. No. So if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go off into no man's land and, and just pull a song out of my head that we don't have music for somewhere close by, it's, it's going to be, be just me. Right. And they're going to be standing there kind of like, should I try and figure out what's going on or should I just, you know, sing? So, you know, and, and I've, I've told our worship team, you know, I've kind of instructed them ahead of time. Hey, if I ever, if I ever do a song that's not there or that isn't planned, um, you know, vocalists, uh, sing along. Cause usually it's a song that everyone will know mm-hmm. and, you know, instruments just back off and let, unless you know the song, but yeah, most of the time, you know, except for a handful of people on my team, um, you know, who, who are pretty good with music theory and who are pretty good at, at hearing things most of the time they don't know a song and you know for me that's okay because you know usually at that point it's a pretty mellow time anyway um 
what's nice though is is even in in that mellow moment uh having you know like a cymbal swell or you know so my, my drummer you know i have a couple drummers who are pretty good about that just being able to kind of you know hit hit the ride a little bit cymbal swell kind of build up on it yeah and you know it gives me appreciation for what my parents did growing up we didn't have a band so a lot of the times it was just my mom and my mom on the piano my dad on the organ for some of the stuff wow or my dad would be leading mom be playing the piano but you know like if we'd have like a communion service and they would just be playing music for for like you know 15 or 20 minutes they they would rarely plan out what they were going to do. Hmm. My dad would just kind of have in mind what he's going to do. And then he would give, give hand signals to my mom across yeah. the sanctuary. <laughs> so it'd be like, you know, he'd do like four fingers up for four sharps or four down for four flats no or like way. two flats, you know? And so, and then, and they would go to that key and then they would just be That's there. That's great. Yeah. And so. That's great. So which, which would be actually cool. Like, like if you could do that with your band, if you could say, Hey, we're going to, we're, you know, two sharps, give just, you a key of D let's go. And then, and everyone knows we're going there or at least you could, you know, you could do that and just give them. So they at least know a key if they're going to try and fiddle around, right. if they're going to try and come in or if it's a song that they know and, and, and they can, they can figure it out if they just know what key, you know, that, you know, that could be helpful. And, and actually Paul talks about using hand signals and stuff, nah. but, um, I so use the hand jives. Yeah. But that could also be confused with the with the hand signals that that Paul's talking about because when he's talking about doing like kind of going with the flow in worship right, he's going to different sections. Yeah, he's talking about the chords. S- section yeah, yeah or, so or like, yeah, doing the like chords. One chord, one, four, four chord, five, yeah. yeah. Two or six. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you do six, you know? <laughs> I only have one hand. Six. Six. One well, sign language is this right here. It's what? Six and That's seven, six. eight, nine. Uh, so six, seven, so you could teach your people that. There you go. Yeah, you teach seven, sign eight, language for that. Nine. Although there there isn't really a nine in music in terms of scale tones. Right. And there also isn't an eight. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> me, octave. Yeah. Octave. Okay. Everyone do octaves now. Right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, number seven, the handoff. What will the pastor do when you finish the worship time? Hmm. He may want to continue in an unbroken stream of ministry. The handoff song should be carefully chosen to achieve this. That may not be an issue for you. For us, it's generally not, hmm. you know, because we, we dismiss kids and do fellowship time at the end of our, on probably like 95% of the time we do that. So um, it's... I know exactly what we're going into, so mm. it's not handing it off necessarily. Sometimes it is like this last the last two weekends we've been going into a presentation of some kind. So, uh, well, a lot of times what we have we'll have maybe kind of a um, like a special song right before the message. So, so this does kind of play into that a little bit. Sometimes it's an instrumental, sometimes it's scripture, a special song, but we, we do we do often have something right before mm-hmm. the message. And then finally, number eight. In all your praise and worship writing and leading, don't forget Jesus. Boom. Boom. Just like that. Yeah, I, I doubt this is a problem for very many churches. I mean, there are probably some that, that focus on Old Testament stuff, like in the emergent church and stuff like that. That might be more of an issue. 
that might be more of an issue for you and your church. But for in general, just you know, normal churches, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Yeah, but I mean, but point, if it is, point well taken. You know, keep, keep Jesus. Jesus at the center. Yep. Right. Jesus, take the wheel. The church, <laughs> church needs. <some. laughs> Thank you, David. Yeah. Yeah. That- Wow. Okay, uh, no, the church no, needs great. songs that invoke the presence of God to minister to and to be ministered to by him. So minister to God and be ministered to from God. Declare the glory, authority, and power of God. Acknowledge the faithful provision of God in every need. Acknowledge the work of the cross for reconciliation and access to God. Respond to the claims of cross to all we have and are. Ask for God's blessing and intervention in our nation. Ask for God's blessing and intervention in the nations of the world and declare our purpose and authority in Christ and wage spiritual warfare. So um, we're, we're just about out of time. The next the next section talks about uh, hymns versus courses. I don't think we actually need to talk about that section. We did a whole podcast on yeah, that. Yeah, so you can go back and check out the podcast. What was it? It was, like, it was early on. It yeah, was, it was like episode on. 10 or episode 12. And we, Yeah, and we've actually talked about it off and on in other podcasts yeah. and stuff, too. We talked about it with John Ross we did, in one of those we, yeah. podcasts when, with him. Uh, when he came from the Pearl, and yeah. uh, he was doing a guitar workshop. So, uh, so moving on... Um, Worship for kids. We'll just we'll just hit these really quick. Um, this this isn't going to cover everything you need to know for leading worship for kids, but there's some good things in here. Range. You need to keep in mind the range. Little kids say three to five years old have limited ranges, so keep the songs within a range of a melody. Which that's actually a good C point. A or B. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to write some songs for our Christmas program uh, this last year for our kids. And I, I came up with this great arrangement only to find that the kids couldn't sing it because right. it was like in the wrong key, in the wrong range. And well, Yeah, there's songs like that, like Chris, a lot of Christmas songs that are just impossible for kids to sing because they have like a, an octave and a third range or something like yeah. that. So you need to keep it down to, to what kids, to what their range. And as they get older, their range in, increases quickly. First to third graders can sing from C to C. Uh, by the time they're grades four to six, they have a broader range. From a low B flat to a high F or even a G, junior high is a critical age, especially for boys. They reach puberty; they don't know what they don't know what their voices are going to do. High school, properly trained, can sing some fairly adult stuff. So, okay, number two, melodies. Try to keep the children's melodies especially simple and repetitive, hooky, and easy to memorize. That's a that's a good thing. Yes, lyrics. Uh, since the little ones can't read, lyrics should be pretty short, memorable, easy to memorize. And along with that vocabulary, uh, you know, don't be using giant words like, you know, predestination or anything in your songs. Um. (laughs) Concepts, keep the concepts simple. Like, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know is fine, but his heart burns for me, or I'm swallowed up in his love. A little too complex. (laughs) Yeah, keep keep it simple, like, Jesus, take the wheel, right? Yeah. yeah. Just nice nice and easy. Number six, theology. Try not to get too theological. You know, don't go, don't go too deep there. They're not going to be able to track with you. Um, difficulty level. Kids are capable of a lot more than we sometimes expect of them. Rhythmically, they can do most of the complex syncopation if they're properly directed. Maybe they can't read, but they can sing back you almost anything they can hear. So uh, don't underestimate your your uh, the level that the kids are able to do. Musical quality. Kids deserve better music than a lot of the. A lot of the ditties that are written. For <laughs> a lot <them>. of ditties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
which that's actually something like Lee has done really well is, is creating really good music for our kids to sing for cool. the Christmas musical they did a couple years ago. So and then finally, remember your audience. You're writing not only for kids to sing, but for adults who enjoy hearing them. Kids are being taught and stretched and blessed, but don't forget the doting parents who love hearing and seeing seeing their adorable little ones perform. Yeah. Uh, so Ansylvania. Sweet. Did you ever listen to that? Never. I have an Ansylvania tape. I used do to listen you? to that all the time. Wow. I didn't know that they wrote that, but I guess I, I do yeah, now. I, I actually didn't know what they were talking about when I read this section. Ans- yeah. Okay, Ansylvania. Yeah, Ansylvania. Um, so anyway, that's, that's about it for this chapter. And I think we need to be done with that chapter. So unless you want to talk about anything else, uh, the Lord rules in power and might, the Lord rules in glory and light. Nope. We're good. (laughs) Call and response. Uh, he was just doing lining. Um, a a technique you might want to try in your writing is, is called lining. It's very effective in the situation where the congregation doesn't have access to the words of music. Um, yeah. Glory, glory, power, power. The Lord rules, the Lord rules forever, 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 forever. You get the idea. You get it. Call and response. You say something, the congregation says something back. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. Mm-hmm. The battle belongs to the Lord as their example. So, anyway, that's it for chapter 10. We have one more little section to cover in the appendices, and we're out of wow. this book. So. Hey, Worship Ministry Catalyst, we thank you for listening to us yet again, episode 64. Yes. And uh, you can get in touch with us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can send me an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or... Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can join our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.com. Dot com. You should do the, uh, say www again. That was the fastest www.worshipmentorycast.com. And also we're working on a directory of Yay. worship leaders um, it, it in America, Canada. I have UK listed on there, Australia. Sweet. And if, if your country or your, your part of the country isn't listed, I have all the states listed, but maybe there's a more specific breakdown you need. What about Nigeria, man? I don't have them on there. What about Zimbabwe? But if, but if that, if you want us to put it on there, send me an email and I'll put it. I'll put your category in there. But hey, the idea is to to get as many worship leaders from around the world to to get uh, their info on here, and then you can go and look for your specific section, and then you can see a list of worship leaders that are in your area. So we could go to Southwest Washington and find a list of, of worship leaders oh. in Southwest Washington. We know who to call, who to who to connect with and support and stuff like that. So, so yeah, there you go. That's another episode in the can. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.